Student Ministry Conversations podcast. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now here's your host for this week, Micah Marshall. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, studentministryconversation.org. My name is Micah Marshall, one of the co-hosts here on this uh, beautiful podcast that we have where we talk to youth pastors from all over the place. Our goal is that you are inspired, encouraged. Um, The things that you hear will help equip you to be a better youth pastor. It will help also equip the church that you're serving or the community that you're serving. And uh, absolutely super excited. Today, we are sitting down with McKenna Tira. And uh, McKenna has been in youth ministry for a little bit. But today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different than we normally talk about. We're going to be talking about transitioning from one youth ministry to the other youth ministry. Because a lot of times what we talk about is transitioning from the youth ministry, youth pastor spot to senior pastor, family life pastor, whatever it might be. But there definitely comes some times where transitioning from one youth ministry to the next can be challenging. Uh, definitely if you're dealing with some cultural things. And so I want to say, McKenna, thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Yes. So uh, I've known McKenna for a minute. I've known her for a minute, know her pretty well. Um, McKenna is a rock star. But so McKenna, give us uh, a little bit about your uh, your background. Um, why youth ministry, first of all? Why, why are you in youth ministry? And then second of all, give us kind of the history of um, where you started to where you are today. And then I got some questions for you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I, um, a little background on me. I uh, went to a ministry school in New Jersey. Um, thought I was going to go into kids ministry, um, but got into that a little bit and knew I wanted some, um, knew that wasn't quite where I wanted to be, wanted some deeper conversations with teenagers um, and things. And so I made the switch over, um, but I loved my time in ministry school. um, And I made that transition to um, a different youth group two times. Um, So I kind of started leading youth group in 2019 um, and then switched to um, a youth group two times in New Jersey before landing um, where I am right now um, in Pennsylvania. And so, yeah, I love youth ministry. I, um, I love, you know, being able to um, connect with teens on a relational and spiritual level, um, being able to give them something um, that I think I missed out on when I was a teenager, which is like really understanding what it is to follow Jesus. Mm, that's good. That's good. So what, what I really want to get into uh, this afternoon with you is the, the transitioning from one youth ministry to the next to the next to where you're currently at. Um, let me ask this. Culturally, how you grew up, where you grew up to your first landing of your first youth ministry culturally, how did that impact you? How did that affect you? Was it something where it was kind of like the same hometown you grew up in is the same type of kid you're going to be ministering to? Or what did, what did that kind of, did that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, each group that I was at, they were, um, there was a completely um, different group of teens. Um, And I think that's really what you're going to encounter no matter where you're at. Every group is different. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a challenge, you know, starting somewhere new, you know, you have to learn the, the culture of the area and the teens themselves because they, you know, act and live differently than, you know, another group. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it takes a learning curve to, to know, you know, get to know people. That's really important. Yeah. Well, knowing, knowing who you're ministering to and how you're ministering to. 
Um, because I think what happens is a lot of times we'll take our background and what we do and who we are and how we grew up and just expect that everybody's like that. Now yeah. let's just, let's just, let's just kind of call the elephant out in the room. New Jersey is a lot different than Pennsylvania. Yeah. Definitely where you're located at in Pennsylvania. Um, would you say culturally with the diverse cultures, um, and the ethnic background of the type of church you were at, the type of students you're at, can you talk a little bit about that and how that impacted you moving forward? Yeah, um, I think the the last youth ministry I was at before coming back to Pennsylvania, that church was um, a very different experience. Um, I interned there for just a short period of time, um, but there were, were a heavily uh, Filipino church. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was um, quite a culture shock because the way that their church functions and the teens was very different. Um, and I found it, and it's definitely a challenge to connect with them um, and kind of learn about, and they did a good job of um, kind of showing me and telling me about the ways that their culture is different. Um, it definitely takes like humility and um, wanting to understand and a desire to understand. Um, so yeah, that was a definitely <laughs> an interesting um, an interesting experience, but um, New Jersey at a whole, you know, every single area is different. Um, mm -hmm. And again, it just takes that learning, um, learning each individual area and being in, um, engulfed in the culture and being willing to, you know, not just be in the church, but step out of the church as well um, yeah. into the community. Wow. So, so for you, you did not just hit a like culturally different um, type of kid, but like even church cult, like ethnicity. Yeah. Like Filipino, like for those of you that are watching, McKenna is not Filipino. So just to yeah. let you know, right? Um, yeah, so if you're watching, not. definitely not. So for you, <laughs> stepping into that, you're not only dealing with a change of like the culture of the area and the type of kid, but even the entire church as a whole being very ethnically um, influenced um, yeah. by that. How did, how did those initial first few weeks go for you trying to figure things out? Yeah, it, it was, honestly, it was hard. Um, it was a hard, um, hard first couple of weeks, just because even the way that some of the um, adults and the church functions was, was just very different um, and dif different. Um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit hard to connect with some of the adults even too, because there was that um, language um, barrier as well. I mean, everyone spoke English, but there were some people who spoke very little and the mm -hmm. accents, you know, even like things like that makes it difficult. Um, but what really helped in those first few weeks that I was there uh, was that there was a um, uh, American born um, older woman who was at the church and she worked there for a long period of time. And so she and um, her daughter kind of took me under my wing, hurt their wings a little bit and kind of helped me and explained to me the culture and the way that, um, you know, they do certain things might come across a certain way, but it really isn't. So I think that was really important to um, have someone willing to explain and sit down and, and spend time with me to kind of help explain the culture um, yeah. and different things. So really the basis is laying that pride aside and just saying, okay, like I got to relearn a couple of things maybe. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I got to relearn the culture and how we are, because all cultures are different. Um, all cultures that you come from uh, that we have, especially because you don't only have the ethnicity, you have the church culture that plays into it. You got the current culture of the teens um, that, that you're with and that what you're doing. Um, and so, you know, 
I love the fact that you had someone that was willing to say, Hey, I'm going to take care of you and help you understand, um, you know, all of this and be able to say, okay, like, this is why they think this way. This is why they act this way. Um, you know, because here you are, you're a young female youth pastor on fire for the Lord, stepping into a new culture, a new place. Um, did you ever feel at any point like, God, why, like, why am I here? Why am I the one to be at this place at this time? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, definitely, you know, had those thoughts. Um, and even being a female sometimes too is a little bit hard as well because that um, kind of puts a, a different spin on things. But also, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't, um, I don't want to say respect maybe, but don't respect mm-hmm. the female as much as a, a, a man. Um, and so that was... Um, yeah, I mean, that's adds another kind of spin to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know this. I know that, you know, when God calls, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, if he calls you right. and he has equipped yeah. you, like you will you will do what you're called to do. You're equipped yeah. to what you're called to do. So like, let's, let's play into that a little bit, not to get too controversial with, you know, male and female type leadership, but how do you think, um, how do you think the, that your kids responded to you who is a outsider to their culture? who is, you know, and is a woman stepping into this position of leadership over them. How did the kids respond to all of this? Were they kind of like, oh, we're not going to, you know, engage with her. She's, you know, a white female. Or did they like really embrace you? Or did they say, hey, because she's not, you know, she's not part of our culture. We're not going to have anything to do with her. Or did they just say, hey, here's someone that loves us. Like, let's, let's hang out. Walk me through the process of that with the kids. Yeah, I mean, I, so the, that church actually didn't have a youth ministry before I, I came. Um, okay. So everything was brand new to them. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think that they really um, cared as much, you know, who it was that, you know, was coming in and trying to, to start some, start the youth group up for them. Um, yeah, so I'd like from the kids, I didn't feel any pushback or, at all. Um, I think sometimes with those things, it's more of like an internal um, you know, negative thoughts that, you know, someone might have about, you know, their position there or what other people might think. Um, sometimes I think it's more of an internal thing. It definitely what is for me more of an internal thing than a pushback from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, anyone that's been in church culture a while knows that there are certain, um, taboos within the Christian uh, culture where, you know, some people have strong opinions about certain things and about who should lead and who shouldn't, if a female should, if a male should, all these different things that, that can be brought up. And, you know, that is oftentimes a uh, contention point for a lot of ministries. But I love what you said on how, you know, it's an internal, it can be an internal thing. Um, sometimes, you know, I think when we are transitioning from whatever ministry to the next ministry, our biggest uh, competition is not winning the favor of the kids, but mainly in our mind, mm-hmm. you know, like trying yeah, to, sure. to, to trying to compete. So like, let me ask you when, when you begin to have that internal struggle, how did you, how did you walk through that? What was the process like in being able to overcome those type of things? Yeah. I mean, even where I'm at right now, I think, um, I still dealt with those things. So I don't know mm. if there's like a end all be all, you know, you figured it out. Um, but I think it really be comes down to being um, confident in what God has called you to, to and um, the where he's called you and who he's called you to being confident in that and that it's okay to have weakness and struggles um, and that, you know, nobody's going to be perfect. 
Um, and sometimes even acknowledging those, um, those weaknesses can um, be a good thing. You know, and one of the things too is, you know, talking with parents. Sometimes that can be hard um, as, a, as a female and someone who um, doesn't have kids yet. Cause you know, you don't understand, you know, you don't fully understand what it is to be a parent. Um, and sometimes that, that hindered me, you know, internally, I was like, oh, like I am afraid to talk to parents because, you know, they're going to think this or they're going to think that. Um, but even, you know, sometimes I've stepped out now lately and um, even acknowledging, you know, hey, like, I don't know, like just saying it, you know, to them straight up, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a parent exactly, you know, but this is what I do know. Um, it's kind of approaching it like that. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to that old church saying about qual, you know, God calling, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call, you know, and yeah. all of that and, you know, and I think that's super important for any type of transition. So, you made so you made really three transitions in the last several years, correct? Like in youth ministry, um, would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's let's talk about the next transitional phase that that you that you had made. So you were in Jersey for how long? Um, let me think about that. It was in college, college, I was there for two or three years, uh, ministry, maybe two, two, two or yeah. three, two and a half, something like yeah. that. So then, so then you, uh, so then you transition. Um, and for those of you who just need a little background in this, um, you know, McKenna transitioned to pencil back to Pennsylvania, correct? Um, mm-hmm. And some psycho weird youth pastor, crazy guy from Pennsylvania and Altoona area decided to hire you um, and bring you on staff. What was that like in the transition of leaving that place that you were and transitioning into that brand new place um, where you have some familiarity, you have some understanding because for you, it was really going back home uh, to an area that you grew up in and serving in youth ministry. So walk me through that process from um, the day that I called you and was like, hey, yeah. We want you to be on staff with Refuge Youth Network mm-hmm. and Journey Church um, because McKenna does work with us here at Refuge, but uh, she's an absolute rock star in what she does. But I want you to explain that process of that initial conversation, what that looked like. And even to, like if you can explain, McKenna, what spiritually in your heart begins to change when you feel like a transition is coming? Yeah. Um, I mean, those last few months in New Jersey um, were personally kind of a hard a hard season. Um, and so I, it was a hard season, but in that season, I felt like God was kind of speaking and tugging at my heart that there was something, um, different. There was something new that was going to come. Um, and didn't, I didn't get the call yet, or I didn't know anything about, you know, any openings in Pennsylvania at all. Um, I just felt that there was something new and, you know, sometimes that can give, it definitely gave me a worried, anxious kind of feel, um, just cause like, oh, there's something new, but you don't know what that new is. Like there's nothing, you know, you don't see anything on the horizon. Um, but definitely there's just such a piece though, after I, you know, got the call and there was an opening, um, such a piece that, you know, God was leading, um, me in a certain direction. And, you know, that, that, um, feeling that there was something new, you know, a few weeks later or a few months later, you know, it was met with, you know, you know, this is what it is. Um, and so transitioning home, um, was hard, but it was, it was really good. Um, you know, New Jersey, I spent a lot of time in New Jersey and I thought, you know, I was going to be there for a really long time. 
Uh, I thought, you know, I was going to like live out there, you know, for years and years um, Mm -hmm. with different connections and things I had, but, you know, God had a different plan. Um, And even, you know, right now I'm glad, you know, grateful, you know, that I came back and for God's plan. Um, But it was good. It was really good in coming back, um, transitioning to a new role where I am very familiar with everyone that I'm, um, some of the teens and stuff that I'm working with. Um, which is really good, but also had some hard aspects as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, being around people that um, knew you as a teenager or as a kid um, can be kind of hard because, you know, I feel like sometimes they people can still view you as um, a kid or mm-hmm. um, not understand, you know, the years that I spent in New Jersey and the ways that I've changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of came coming back, you know, the friends that I thought I would have, you know, I aren't, I, I'm not as close to them as I thought I would be, um, just because, mm-hmm. you know, time changes things and stuff like that. Um, but there's also, you know, good things with it as well, because some of the teenagers that are in my youth ministry right now, um, I knew them um, when like they were kids, um, not well, but knew of them when they were kids. And so mm-hmm. now them being a teenager in a youth ministry is just, it's really cool. Um, and so as the months and um, almost coming up on two years, um, as the time has passed, um, some of these things of, you know, feeling like people, you know, still view me as a kid, they have definitely diminished um, mm. as time goes on. And as, you know, we continue to um, do youth ministry and things. So, yeah. So l- let me just ask you this. If you had a, um, a young girl who comes to you and says, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to be in youth ministry. I'm looking for a transition into something that I'm not exactly familiar with going somewhere. I'm not, I'm, or even just a young youth pastor who said like, listen, I grew up in this type of culture, this type of way. And I, I feel like God is pulling me over here to transition into like more of, you know, like this type of ministry serving. I mean, whether it's a small town to a big city or a big city, a small town, what advice would you give to them that, that you look back and you're like, man, I wish somebody would have really kind of given me this advice? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think, you know, I go back to when I was at that Filipino church in New Jersey, um, you know, having somebody to sit down um, and build a relationship with um, that maybe has been in ministry or does know the culture really well, but finding someone that um, can really be, have that relationship with you to explain things Um, to show you around or to explain the culture to you. Um, I think relationships are really important. Um, Just getting, really getting to know um, the people you work with or parents or the pastors at that church. Um, I think getting to know, you know, people is really important. Um, So I think relationships are the biggest thing, but also um, just spiritually making sure that um, you are firm in what God has called you to do, you know, that you keep your eyes fixed on that um, because that really is, um, is your anchor. Yeah. So really being able just to have that relationship with people that are your support system, but more importantly, knowing that you're called um, and knowing that you're meant to do this. And I think that, I think that's super important because kind of, kind of going back to your transition. So um, what type of kids did you then from that culture to this culture transition to? Um, and what did that look like? Um, is there, do you think that there are things that we have to like, 
like really pivot and shift and move because of, you know, kids are kids are kids regardless of where they're at. Teens are teens regardless, but there are different flavors that we sometimes. Yeah. So what did that look like going from the, that heavy Filipino culture back to Pennsylvania to, you know, to really working with those kids that you work with now? Yeah, um, there was a little bit of a, of a shift, but really there are more similarities um, than differences. I think the biggest um, differences are just the the way of life. You know, New Jersey's super busy and on the go. Um, and so it's a little bit a slower pace of life here. Um, and different, there's different interests in the teens um, and stuff like that. But a lot of the things, you know, stay the same, um, which are like the relationships, getting to know, um, get, getting to know the students. Um, so... Yeah. So, you know, cause transitioning is important because the fact is we all transition, right? Like we are all going yeah. to make transitions. Um, there are some people that are lifers in youth ministry, but most people are going to transition really from one youth ministry to the next, um, and so forth and so on. Um, you know, I've made, um, I made a, you know, I made a transition in youth ministry, um, you know, years ago. Um, and I landed in a spot that I really, you know, just feel like I'm called to, and I feel like God has for me to be in. And so it was one of those things that it was like, you know, there, I think there's a piece in when you land where you're supposed to be um, that God gives. Um, I think that you're, you know, there's confirmation of like, you know, I can't really be moved from here um, because I know this is what God has for me. Um, and you can yeah. kind of rest in that call of saying, okay, God, this is what you've called me to do. This is where you called me to be. Um, and I think that's huge. And as you, um, as you, you know, progressively settle in for where you're at um, and build a relationship with those kids, um, then you build that, you know, security of your call, build relationships with the people and all those things. So how, what are some of the things that you do in your personal life uh, privately that have helped secure your, you know, secure you through transitions? Um, because I know you have some good habits. You have some good things that you do on a regular basis. Um, how do good habits and uh, disciplined habits in our personal life help us with that mental part of transitioning? Yeah, um, I think having something as things are changing, um, transition, a lot of things change, but having things that are going to stay the state same and are mm -hmm. stable are really important. Um, so yeah, for me, I mean, I do a lot of things in my, um, <laughs> a lot of habits and stuff in my personal life um, that I think really um, kind of helps stabilize in transition. Um, I think having a hobby or something that you enjoy doing um, is really important so that, you know, your life is not always constantly revolved around ministry. It's good to have, you know, something to do outside of ministry um, that you you genuinely enjoy doing. Um, and so there's that. I have a few of those that I like to do. And then, um, yeah, just making sure that you're spending time with God, I think, is the, the biggest thing, too, um, to help kind of stabilize you in the season, you know, keeping that relationship with, with God, um, whatever that looks for each person, um, consistent. Yeah. And I think that that's super, I think that's super important to be able to do. Um, I think that that's something that we are called to, um, you know, called to, I really believe that. Um, yeah. I, I think that, uh, habits are important. Um, I think that, um, I'm a very habitual person and what I like to do and how I am and, uh, and things of that nature. And so, um, I, uh, you know, I really in, enjoy being able to see people transition well, 
Um, I think that's, a, that's important. I think um, being able to know how people transition and the way people transition is a good thing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but I appreciate you being on with us, McKenna. Thank you so much yeah, um, for, for being a, being a part of this. Um, McKenna, if people want to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, I would say um, Instagram underscore McKenna underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H. It's a little bit of different spelling. All right. Awesome. So, hey, listen, if you're a viewer, a listener, and you just enjoyed this conversation that we had with Pastor McKenna from Refuge Youth Network, if you enjoyed that, um, make sure that you uh, hit her up, follow her up. If you are uh, had anything that you would like to ask her, please reach out to her. Um, we'll have her information available um, in the uh, bio and in our description of this. But again, thank you for tuning in to Student Ministry Conversations. We uh, love that you're a part of this. We love that you are uh, listening and tuning in. Uh, we really believe that God is going to do some amazing things through all of you. Again, thank you, Pastor McKenna, for joining us, and we will see you all later.